Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's 4 o'clock on the number one sports talk show for your drive I mean, you know how it is, rocking and rolling and whatnot. This is Dukes and Bell. Brought to you by Finley Roofing. We've got you covered. Atlanta's most trusted and recommended roofer. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. It's Dukes and Bell, Atlanta's number one sports station. It's number one sports show. Glad to have you here. Uh, today, Justin Fields went on a podcast, and we're playing it for you. Not the entire podcast. Come on. we got a big show here. But some of it. Because some of it is relevant to Atlanta, like what he was asked about, uh, what he thought about the Falcons, which we'll play for you guys coming up here in a little bit. And it plays into what we've been talking about. What is the best decision for our Falcons as we move forward with quarterback? A guy that has an opinion on this, I know, is Drew Butler, who joins us on the WadeForward.com hotline, former UGA and uh, NFL punter, co-host of the Steakhouse. Drew, what are your thoughts on this, by the way? What, what are your thoughts? But Without hearing what Justin had to say, where are you at on this whole quarterback search and where we should go with the Falcons. Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks so much for having me on. You know, Snake and I talked about this the other week on the Steakhouse, and I just think given the situation that the Falcons are in with this new coaching staff, Raheem Morris back in the fold, who I think is a great hire, but more specifically Zach Robinson, who's coming with him from L.A. He has not been an offensive coordinator yet, but he's had a lot of success as the pass game coordinator out there in L.A. with the Rams. I think it's time to have an adult in the room. And what I mean by that is I think it's time for the Falcons to bring in a quarterback who's got real NFL experience because with the amount of quote-unquote talent that the Falcons have on the offensive side of the ball in the skill positions, if you get the right coaching staff, which I feel like we have, you want a guy who can help these coaches come up with the game plan. You want a guy who can be collaborative with these coaches during the game. You want a guy who can command the respect of the huddle and be able to calm things down when it's week 12, fourth quarter, third down in the Superdome where it's going absolutely crazy. I feel like right now the Falcons have to get a quarterback who they can rely on. They have to get a quarterback who's comfortable in those types of situations because then you can really rally behind him and say, you know what, we've got the piece of the puzzle that was missing And I think if you make the right decision at quarterback, obviously this goes without saying, the Falcons do become the odds-on favorite to win the NFC South next year. I really do believe that. 
I know that uh, Kirk Cousins seems like to scare us off because of the injury and then the uh, the money involved, just because it gets us back in that kind of potential cap hell, Drew. And then Carl and I were talking yesterday. Russell Wilson just seems like a guy that everyone hates right now, for lack of a better word. No, I, I totally agree. And, and obviously the first talking point with a guy like Kirk Cousins is the cap hit. But there's a reason why quarterbacks cost so much. It's because it's undoubtedly the most important position in the NFL. I mean, just look at the teams that were in the conference championship game and the quarterbacks who are on those teams. You're not getting anywhere without a good quarterback. And guess what? It's not a secret. You have to spend to get a great quarterback. Now, will the price tag be a little bit lower for Kirk Cousins coming off that Achilles injury? I don't know. Maybe. I think Russell Wilson would be a great choice. I really do. Baker Mayfield. I don't know what he's going to command as far as the salary cap situation, but that's a guy who is in Los Angeles, right? He played for the Rams. His coaches have some familiarity with him. You just have to get somebody who's been in the thick of it and who these coaches can rely on. And I go back to that word collaborative, right? I want a quarterback. If you watch the quarterback documentary on Netflix, you see how much Kirk Cousins is involved on Monday, on Wednesday, on Thursday, coming up with the game plan. When you're doing install on the red zone, when you're doing third doll install, third down install, Kirk Cousins is there talking to Kevin O'Connell. I don't like that. Hey, I think this would work. Hey, these guys have shown a tendency to run this in this situation. You need quarterbacks who have that type of experience. And guess what? That costs money. So I'm okay with the Falcons spending. I might be in the minority in saying that, but I would feel much better getting into quote-unquote cap hell with a good quarterback rather than moving up, trading away a ton of draft picks, and drafting a quarterback where you just simply don't know if they're going to pan out or not. It's Drew Butler, guys, joining us here on Dukes and Bell, again, co-host of The Steakhouse, and you can listen each and every midday morning here on Sports Radio 92.9, the game from 9 until 11. Uh, Drew, as far as the college football playoff, the 5 plus 7, you like this format? Do you wish it was just the top 12 teams and we could go from there? What do you think of this format? You know, the 5 plus 7, I think that was obviously the way that they were going to be leaning towards upon the implosion of the Pac-12. I was listening to a program this morning, and they said it's fascinating because Notre Dame could be undefeated and the number one ranked team in the college football playoff, right. and they wouldn't get a bye. They'd still have to play four straight games to make it to the national championship game. That's fascinating. The quick answer to that is go ahead and join a conference. But I like the 5 plus 7. I think it will work out, but upon the expansion, I just said, be careful what you wish for, because you know as soon as we get to 12, people are going to start clamoring for 16. Mm. Nobody's ever happy. I do believe that will certainly happen, but I'm looking forward to it, and most importantly, I'm looking forward to the national championship being in our great city of Atlanta. That'll be awesome. Yeah, I'm with you, and I'm totally down with Notre Dame having a, you know, have a, circ- a circuitous route to the championship because they've, they've wasted our time too much in the uh, college football playoffs. Our buddy Drew Butler with us here, guys, on the WadeFord.com hotline. We spent a lot of time today, Drew, about Justin Fields and is he coming here and how's that going to work. I get a lot of feedback or pushback, I think, from some dog fans that just didn't like the way things turned out. I said Joe Burrow went and found his success elsewhere. What was your take on Fields at George? Do you have any insight into what happened there? I mean, the insight that I would have is just the general knowledge of having two eyeballs in my head, and that was that Jake Fromm took that team to a national championship game as a true freshman. How do you bench Jake Fromm? He never did anything that would warrant taking him out of the football game. You know what show I watched last night? That Brady documentary, the Patriots Dynasty documentary. Drew Bledsoe got paid $100 million that offseason, and Brady gave no reason for Belichick and Robert Kraft 
to bench him that season. It's the exact same thing Jake Fromm did. Justin Fields, it was just bad timing at Georgia. Yeah, they tried to put some packages together for him. Yeah, they put him in the game on a fourth down, fake punt. Uh, attempt in the SEC championship game. But, yeah, he needed to go elsewhere. And Jake Fromm had an unbelievable career at Georgia and won a boatload of football games. So great for Justin Fields finding his success at Ohio State. And you know what? Ohio State was probably a better fit for him. I mean, that game that he had in the college football playoff semifinal game against Ohio State, just a remarkable performance. You haven't quite seen that type of performance at the NFL level. Could it be the same type of situation in the NFL where he needs to go somewhere else to find that type of success? Yeah, certainly. And I've been a fan of Justin Fields. Would I like to see him in Atlanta? I think it could be a great fit. But, again, I go back to having a guy who's been in those moments, who's got some playoff experience, and Fields is not quite there yet. We're talking with Drew Butler here, guys, on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Um, As we talk about, you know, these quarterbacks, you're talking about the quarterback Doc and Kirk Cousins. I think it's a given. Most Falcon fans realize um, he'd probably be the best of the choices. I just, I'm fearful coming off an Achilles, how yeah. productive he's going to be. But when you talk about, you know, the, the makeup of these quarterbacks, and, and I ask this question because it's not who you want. Who's the best fit? Is it one mm-hmm. of those three guys or is it drafting a quarterback? And here's my issue with drafting. And I'm all about going on the tree, as we talk about here on the show, and getting a guy that we can build around. I think the city needs that. We need that new energy. But I will say this, Drew, you don't win with rookie quarterbacks in this league. What we saw with C.J. CJ Stroud is right. an anomaly. Yes. Okay, C.J. Stroud just had the best rookie season of any, any NFL rookie quarterback in the history of the game. That's not going to happen again next season. So you have to go into this knowing that. That's my only reservation about drafting is, hey, we know we may it may be a little while. Are you okay with that? Uh, you know, I, I could not agree with you more. And to all Falcon fans listening, do not fall into the trap of, hey, the Texans did it with C.J. Stroud, so so could we. What did we just get done doing? All Falcons fans were saying, hey, Desmond Ritter was a third-round draft pick. So was Russell Wilson. That had never happened before. There was a punter drafted one spot ahead of Russell Wilson, right? Russell Wilson in Seattle was the perfect match, and I heard it time and again, Falcon fans comparing, hey, Desmond Ritter could be Russell Wilson 2.0. Well, that that didn't happen. It's my fault. And CJ Stroud, Stroud obviously, is an anomaly as well. He is an unbelievable talent. So I I totally agree with you. Drafting a quarterback is a a complete crapshoot, even if you take – three straight draft picks, which it looks like there's going to be one, two, three in this year's draft. But, but again, don't get it twisted. The Falcons are not going to make a decision without having every single piece of pertinent information inside those four walls. If Kirk Cousins' Achilles is not good enough, well, then they're not going to go spend a boatload of money on him. That's just not how it works. It is a Drew Butler, guys. You'll hear him on the steakhouse, and you'll see him, and he just let a lot of media stuff because he's that kind of guy. He's with us here on Dukes and Bell. The argument against Bo Nix is he was crap at Auburn. He goes out west, and he beats up on those bad Pac-12 offenses. Well, what's Caleb Williams' excuse for not being as good the second year around in those Pac-12 defenses? No, I, I totally agree. And I asked an NFL coach that recently, and they said when you turn on the film, you just see the raw talent that Caleb Williams has had. And I think that flash, even while he was at Oklahoma, uh, his capability to take over a football game, granted his defense was giving up 50 points a game at USC – I guess he just flashes different. And, guys, there's no better league to play in and get paid off your potential more than than the NFL. I mean, that's just how it works. Bo Nix has had to have six years of college. Yes, he matured. I know the Bill Parcells theory of, 
win a certain amount of games, start a certain amount of games, have a certain GPA. Of course, he would hit all of those metrics. But Caleb Williams, I, I guess, is just a dude. And that's what it seems like NFL coaches are gravitating towards. Uh, what about Jaden Davis? I think Jaden Davis is right there with him. I would be a little bit more hesitant on Drake May. That's just my two cents on those top three guys. All right, Drew. Um, lots going on. Give me your take on the Braves before we get you out of here, man. I know we've heard them say World Series are bust. I think the pitching staff is going to be fine. I, I'm not worried about Kelnick. We'll, we'll let him come into his own. What is your concern as we get ready to go into another season where we are going to be the favorites to win this division again? Yeah, you know, I love the public – showing of their mentality. I mean, they're out there saying, burn the ships. We're going for a World Series or bust. (laughs) A buddy of mine who's a big personality in Boston, I heard him on the radio say, hey, you know, we got rid of Chris Dale. Just wait. He's going to be an absolute dominant force for the Atlanta Braves. You know, so you're just – you're starting to hear the things that the Braves did make the right decisions in the offseason. I do like the mental shift of being out there saying, this is our year. We're in it for the World Series. Uh, and I think the benefit of it is that they've tasted it, right? right? In the past two years, they've gotten punked by the Phillies. And everybody's kind of holding their feet to the fire saying, we cannot let this happen again. And that does take a mindset shift. Uh, and on this beautiful day right now, we're at 65 degrees, and I'm looking out my window. I wish there was a game at Truist tonight because there's no better time than baseball season. Mm. Right on. It's funny. We were saying the same thing, Drew, off, off the air. It's like, it, well, I'm just kind of fast forward. I know folks are excited about taking the family and catching the 81 games at home, but it just seems like we got unfinished business with the Phillies. And I do like adding a guy like Sale, and maybe Kelda can be the X Factor, have a little edge on this squad this season. Yeah, no doubt. And, that, and that's what you need. Uh, and I think you saw that, too. Go back to the World Series year. Who did they bring in at the trade deadline or at the playoffs? who brought that edge. It was Jock Peterson, right? right? And the entire team gravitated towards his edge, the Pearls, you know, the Mohawk. He really was the emotional force for that team. Could Kellenic be that guy all season long? That would be awesome because, you know, Braves fans would embrace him wholly. Great stuff. Drew, take care, man. We appreciate you stopping by. Follow him on social media, and you'll hear him on the Steakhouse. Thank you, buddy. Thanks, guys. Cool. Good stuff. Uh, and, and listen, there's a lot to discuss with the whole quarterback situation. Um, Mike and I have been saying this. Like, I'd love to tell you guys exactly where we're going. We don't know. Nobody really knows right now. But I do think this Justin Fields thing is going to get resolved pretty quickly, Mike. There's no reason for the Bears to wait. Get your draft compensation. Get your draft plan together. Let right. the team that wants to trade for him trade for him and get going. I know we got to catch a break, but does does the combine imp- impact you at all about seeing what these guys when they when they're especially if everybody does everything? Now some it guys does. won't throw. Some guys have to wait for their pro day, which may you know they're getting closer into April before we know what the hell's going on. Yeah, it, it absolutely does. All right, coming up, Brian Geltzal is going to join us. Hoopscritic.com, serious NBA analyst. We'll talk with him about the Hawks' second half, the NBA, and much more. Coming up on Sports Radio ninety two nine The Game. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Conversation coming your way more about the Falcons and decisions, decisions. Next week's the NFL Combine. But our Hawks get back at it on Friday. They take on Toronto, and then a weekend where uh, you've got uh, Orlando in town, and then, Mike, Utah Tuesday night at Brooklyn next Thursday. And my question is, can they make a run here to get into a better playoff position? Brian Geltzahler joining us right now, HoopsCritic.com, serious NBA analyst. And, Brian, um, let's start first with your impressions of where this team has been and then where do you think they can go? Is this simply they are going to be a play-in team, or do you believe they can get to 7, 6, maybe even catch the Sixers? Because I don't know when Embiid's coming back. Do you? Uh, no, I don't. But I, I do will tell you that when you are 55 games into the season, have 27 games left, and you're nine games behind the team in the loss column, and you have five teams to hurdle or four teams to hurdle, I should say, to get to that team – the odds are slim. So I don't think – I think the Hawks are a playing team, period. I think that's where they're going to be. I know the Nets just fired their coach. They're two games in a loss column behind the Hawks. In 11th, I don't see the Nets coming back to catch them. And maybe the Hawks could catch the Bulls to get into the nine. But I don't even six games in a loss with 27 to go behind the Magic and the Heat is a big, big mountain to climb. And, and I know you guys believe this as well. This is a massive disappointment for the Hawks this season. So much more was expected from this group. So much more should have been expected from this group, considering what a talented group they are. I know we got a $25 million trade exception. And again, the cap is as confusing as algebra for me. But, you know, Brian, it just felt like, okay, so we couldn't pull off a big deal. No real big deals were made at the trade deadline, but we couldn't have added some defensive prowess or something, you know, for a second rounder because we are the worst defensive team in the league. You know, the thing is this, and I understand what you're saying. The problem was at this particular uh, trade deadline, wasn't a lot out there. And and you kind of had to go with whatever was out there. What's happened is that the whole advent of the play-in has put us in a scenario here where teams are not as ready to tank. They want to see if they can get that, that home playoff revenue. So they hang around. And listen, the Hawks could have done a little something here without going into the tax, without, you know, there were $14 million underneath the, fir- the, the, the first apron. So there was certainly, they could have gotten a little bit creative, but you can't go do something that's not there for you. And what I mean by that, like, listen, a great comparison is trading DeJounte Murray. The deal that you wanted, the deal that you were going to look for, wasn't necessarily there. And quite frankly, come this offseason, you may get more for Trey Young than you will DeJounte Murray and may decide that's the move to make. So when there's nothing out there to do, you do nothing. And, yes, it would have been nice if the Hawks got somebody, somebody or something defensively to shore this group up. 
But there's enough decent individual defenders here that they should be a much better defensive team, whether it's Murray, whether it's DeAndre Hunter, mm-hmm. whether it's, you know, Capella and Okongwu. Guys just have to bust their butts more on that end of the floor, and we just haven't seen enough of it out of this group. Brian Geltzahler joining us here on Dukes and Bell. How much better did the Knicks make themselves at the trade deadline? You know, the Knicks made themselves much better. The problem for the Knicks is that are you getting everybody back healthy? You know, I, I don't. First of all, OG Ananobi's elbow injury, I, 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 from what I hear, is worse than they've let on. Mm. Um, Julius Randle, they recommended him having surgery. He decided to not have surgery so he could come back sooner. Um, Mitchell Robinson's going to be out probably another month, and then it's got to play himself back into shape. They were looking with Robinson. They tried to get a disabled player exception for him, and the league turned it down because they, they thought he'd be ready in time. And he may be ready in time, but is he going to be in shape in time? So, you know, listen, Nick's fully healthy, quite frankly, maybe the biggest challenger right now to Boston in the East. But I don't see them being fully healthy. I think this is a big issue for them. You know, you look at, at what happened to them before the break. They lost four games in a row. Um, they're, they're having to play Brunson and Hart and Precious Achua, you know, and even DiVincenzo, who got hurt before the break, hurt a hamstring, huge minutes, because they just don't have enough guys. And there's people that are, you know, Nick's Twitter's all over Tom uh, Thibodeau for playing guys too many minutes, which right. is ridiculous. you got to still win games. You have to go out there and win games, and you're missing. I mean, right now with DiVincenzo out, it's missing four starters. And granted, they just added two guys to the team in, in Burks and Bogdanovich and only took one guy that was in the rotation out in, in Quentin Grimes. So you've added guys. But again, you got to stay healthy. And for the Knicks right now, health is far from a guarantee. Because then the other thing that happens is that if you do get everybody back healthy at the right time, what do you have to pull this whole thing together? Two weeks. Now, Burks will fit. Burke's been there before, and you know he'll fit, and you know Ananobi fits. But you have to integrate Bogdanovich with other high-usage guys. That may take a little more time. That's not easy. So I think for the Knicks, listen, on paper, it all looks great. But to get everybody out on the court healthy, I don't know what it's going to be. It is a Brian, Brian Geltzaler with us, guys, on the WaitForIt.com hotline. Catch him on Sirius NBA Radio and on NBA TV. Talking about the, right now, Eastern Conference. Uh, the, the Celtics got Drew Holiday. Do the Bucks miss that kind of a glue guy? Because, you know, Dame comes east, and they're eight and a half out right now. The Bucks missed Drew Holiday in the worst way, and I didn't love that trade when they made it, and I like it less now. Um, they just the Bucks need that kind of defensive presence on the perimeter to play in the way that they're comfortable playing, which is drop defense. And without it, there's a lot of holes on the perimeter. And frankly, they've needed Giannis to play more of a role defensively than he has this year. He just hasn't been great on that end of the floor. He hasn't been bad, but he's been the same, and they didn't need him to be the same. They needed him to change a little bit because he's been a guy. Listen, he was angry last year in a first round of the playoffs, and Mike Budenholzer wouldn't let him guard Jimmy Butler, but he's been a guy that they've tried to insulate defensively because they need him so bad offensively. So now there's really no insulating him. And, and the thing with the Bucks is they just don't have enough good individual defenders. Now, what's interesting is, you know, the three and seven they are since Doc Rivers took over, they're actually 10th in the league in offense for those 10 games and 20, I'm 10th in defense, I'm sorry, and 21st in offense. Their huh. offense has suffered. And 
listen, until they, they're willing to go put, you know, Dame and Giannis in 25 pick and rolls a game with each other, I don't know what's going to happen there either. For whatever reason, they haven't wanted to put those guys in the same action. I don't understand it. We're getting late in the year for it. But it's something I thought Doc would step in and try. And he's done it a little bit more, but not even close to as much as he needs to. And listen, even if that happens, I don't know if they're good enough defensively to be able to do, do anything in the playoffs. And there's tough teams in the East. There really are. I mean, you know, you look at Cleveland's been excellent. We just talked about New York. Boston, obviously, we know is very, very good. Listen, Philly's without Embiid. That's a different ball game. But you're watching what Miami's doing. You know, like, again, I know Terry Rozier's going to be hurt a while. Josh Richardson's going to be hurt a while. They brought in DeLon Wright, who's a nice little player to have. He's going to be able to help their bench. Miami is not going away. So you still have a lot of tough teams in the East, and I just don't have confidence in Milwaukee compared to those teams, you know, in terms of what I've seen this year. Brian, let's talk about the West real quick. Uh, surprise at what the T-Wolves are doing. Surprise at what the Thunder are doing. And and can they maintain this? Very shocked with both teams. Um, I didn't think Minnesota's double big strategy would work. It's worked very well. A big reason it's worked is because Rudy Gobert has gone back to being the best defensive big in the league. And last year, he just wasn't that. They were asking him to do a little bit more on the perimeter. This year, they've anchored him to the paint a little bit more. He's much more comfortable. He's in better shape. Carl Anthony Towns has found his place next to Gobert. They're able to hide him effectively, and he's a force on the defensive glass. He rebounds a lot for them, and they need that. You know, McDaniels and Edwards are excellent on the perimeter. Edwards is developing as a go-to guy in the league who's much more concerned with winning games and much less concerned about his numbers. For Minnesota, this is 100% sustainable. They have the size. They have the veteran leadership. They have the athleticism. They have the young star. They have it all. And they're certainly, to me, that's a team that's a legit title contender. Listen, I'm shocked with the Thunder. I knew the Thunder would take a step up. I didn't think it would be this step up because it's a hard step to take to where they've come to. Most teams don't do it this early in their development. With all that said, I don't think they have enough quality size to be able to compete and win multiple rounds in the playoffs. All due respect to Chet Holmgren, who's my rookie of the year, no matter what numbers when Bayama puts up, because of how vital he's been to OKC being a two-seed. He's been fantastic for them. The guy doesn't understand that he's 190 pounds soaking wet and will go toe-to-toe with any strong big in the league. I love it about it. He's like my little 10-pound dog that barks at all the big dogs in the neighborhood. That's Holmgren. I love Holmgren. So, so I say that, but with the understanding of the trade that line I don't know that Gordon Hayward was the right player like a guy like what Dallas did going to get Gafford would have been a really good player for OKC they need one more big in that rotation to help home Grenada a little bit play next to him against larger matchups they don't have that and I think that's going to hurt him come playoff time Hey, before we cut you loose, Brian, it's Brian Geltzeiler with us from uh, NBA XM, NBA Radio, I should say, from Sirius XM. We want to just get back on the Hawks just real quick. You feel in the offseason, because, again, we do have that John Collins exemption to use, Is it's time basically to blow it up and just move on for Trey and just try to get some pieces in here? Listen, I've never been the biggest Trey Young fan, and a lot of Hawks fans have come at me on Twitter about it just because I, his numbers are terrific. He's a brilliantly talented offensive player. He, although he's been a little better defensively this year, it's you know it's from horrid to bad, and and I think that his value may be more in a trade than it would be on this team, that you can get a lot for him, more than you can get for any other player on your team. But I don't know that I see that necessarily as blowing it up. Okay. I, I think, you know, you're going to you're gonna have to choose between Murray or Young, and if Young gives you the better launching pad to be able to do more of a retool than a rebuild, 
go for it. Murray's never going to get you that kind of value. But you look at some of these other young guys that they have. Listen, Jalen Johnson's a stud, guys. I don't right. have to tell you that. He's a really, really good player. Akangwu is a stud, a really, really good player. Plays bigger than he is. There's a lot of really good pieces here to be able to build around. And you pick one of Young or Murray, and you're in pretty good shape. You know, the big disappointment here, and although he hasn't been awful lately, but DeAndre Hunter, for the money they paid him, was expected to do a lot more. And I know he's shooting 42% from three, but I think they expected just more out of him this year. And I do understand understand why that is. Maybe we'll see more of him into the close. They have the financial decision to make on Sadiq Bay going forward. But there's a lot of talent here. And Quinn Snyder's here for the long haul. And I think they have to figure out a better mix. And the next moves they make are going to be really vital to how they decide to surround the young talent that they're going to keep. Great stuff. Brian Geltzeiler, appreciate you stopping by, man. Thank you so much. My pleasure, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. Uh, Hawks back in action on Friday. Mike, what do we got coming up in Guy Talk? I'm still processing what Brian said about Trey. We've had two two National NBA guys back-to-back two weeks. They both say it's time to move on from Trey. But don't want to get those people on my butt on Twitter. Hey, man. You've triggered him. We all wanted to strangle Kyle Shanahan after Super Bowl 51. I met a guy in Las Vegas who may actually do it. Coming up next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. If the game is on, it's on at Hooters. Any conference, all season long. Welcome to Atlanta where the play is played. Yeah, by the way, play is going to be playing at Hooters tomorrow in Douglasville. Join the party, Hooters, pal. Hooters, Hooters. There's going to be a bikini contest, Carl. Beautiful women want to meet you. That they you, do. I mean the listeners. I mean, yes, of course, of course. What's your uh, phrase? What you always say about uh, pattern baldness? Yeah, I mean, if you're like a fat guy, you know, mildly obese, pattern baldness, going through a divorce, maybe got some problems with your credit, that is the dream guy for many of the folks that will be in the contest tomorrow at Douglasville Hooters. We'll be there 2 to 7, and then stick around for the bikini contest. So make plans, i.e., get your cover story correct with your wife, <laughs> and, uh, and then we'll go do it. <laughs> Craziest thing. Where are you going to be, honey? Thursday night poker game over at Bob's. Yeah. All night. I thought Bob was in Florida. No, he's back and all stuff. Night. All, all night. <laughs> so get your cover story straight. Honey, I got that sales call in Hey Hira. I may just get a room. Anyway, so yeah, we'll be at Hooters in Douglasville right off I 20. Look for us there tomorrow. Speaking of uh, shenanigans, I just am going to post this right now. Mike Belly, TL. Pretty funny. New York Post has got some video of a um, a guy, a, a brewmaster at a microbrewery in uh, in Minnesota. We've taken numerous trips out to Oconee Brewing. Yeah. And, you know, obviously they got those giant, uh, you know, cauldrons of brew, those big giant tanks where the brew is being made. I've been wondering what happens if somebody hits the wrong button or pulls the wrong thing. Well, 
Well, anyway, the beer comes flying out with like, I mean, fire hose intensity, and this guy gets blown about <laughs> 20 feet across the room. It's up at Mike Bell ATL, as we said, of course. Our brewmaster, Taylor, that would never happen to him. But if it does, let's hope they got cameras out there. Telling Carl a story that I wasn't going to tell you guys on the air because it's kind of involved and it's kind of dirty. I, I can't cuss, obviously, on the radio. They frown on that here. But uh, Carl's, ah, let's tell it anyway. Um, we all obviously have a thing for uh, Kyle Shanahan. Want to strangle him for what happened in Super Bowl 51. Some guys, you know me, I've kind of let it slide at this point. It's yeah, you let it go. Bridge. You let it go. And now he's doing things stupid in San Francisco. It doesn't really affect me. So we were at Circa. And if anybody's been out there, it's one of it's one of the new hotels that they built down in Fremont Street, which is the old school Vegas. That's the one you may have seen. I think our buddy Ross Tucker was out there during Super Bowl. He did a thing from there. He sure did. Big time sports bar on the roof with a pool. Gigantic 100-yard bar. It's a really, really amazing build-out. It's, it's almost like it's got Caesar and some of the other sports books. They have to up their sports book game. So we were hanging out there for a little bit last weekend. And while the girls were all playing, like, the you know, the slots and stuff, me and the guys are at the bar. And there was a big dude. I mean, I say big. I mean, bigger than, like, uh, Terrell Suggs big. But looked just like him. Okay. And he had a 49ers uh, shirt on. And I go, man, that was a bad beat, man. He goes, Yeah. Tell me about it. Oh, boy. I just, I think I poked the wrong bear. And I, so I, I, then I'm like, uh, and he's got like three guys with him, too. And these guys look like they could, you know, they could, they could hurt somebody if things went sideways. And so I go very timidly, yeah, we, we had Shanahan in Atlanta. I know, Phew, that guy, huh? Yeah, I'd kill him. All right, well, I don't think we should do it. Let's not, I don't want to. <laughs> I think let's not let's not let's not make terroristic uh, let's not threats. Go that far. Make terroristic threats that somebody might overhear. But he, this guy, I mean, this dude. You want to talk about still being wrapped tight like six days after the Super Bowl? This was this dude. And then the funny thing is, it was a lot like that scene in uh, <laughs> in Trading Places when the guys when, Eddie, when this guys confront Eddie Murphy. It's like when you came in here, you was crying like a yeah. And his buddy goes, yeah. So this guy, every time he would say, yeah. Shanahan, that joke. Then he fires Steve Wilkes. Bunch of beep. And his boys go, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All of a sudden, I'm just like, well, don't know if I can buy you gentlemen some shots. Maybe you can feel better about this whole experience. But anyway, it was. I was. we all get in our bag. But I got to be honest. If I was Shanahan, I might want to uh, not make not make sure that people don't know where you are, your your house is. Yeah. In the Bay Area. Well, listen, it is his fault. I right. mean, this falls ultimately on his shoulders. But you start to kind of say, all right, is he a guy that's just really good during the regular season, Mike? And in these big, big games, it right. just doesn't get it done. Now, I mean, you don't really think, I mean, you, like, I think of the Bills as chokers, and Marv Levy's kind of, they, you know, over the years, the, the perception of him has been softened because, look, you still went to four Super Bowls in a row. Yeah, and in a bad, in a bad AFC. Right. Okay, that was part of it. The NFC was heads and shoulders better than the, uh, the AFC for that entire time. But... You know, like it's still an, it's it's a unique accomplishment, but I don't think anyone should be getting the bent over backwards for the for the Hall of Fame because you blew the Super Bowl four times. I don't I don't agree. Yeah, you know, and only only one was competitive. One and a half were competitive, and the other two you got smoked. But people feel a certain way. But Shanahan, you got leads. That's the thing. You've got leads that you're blowing, and that that just it's a big picture. Yeah, big part it, of the picture. Uh, by the way, did this uh, this gentleman yeah. uh, did he mention how much he lost out there? About yeah, that's well. That's oh, sorry, I left that part out. I'm sorry. You're, thanks for correcting me. I said, I go, so you, you go heavy on it? Yeah, I went heavy. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, like heavy, heavy? Like, yeah, man. Like fifty lost. <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh, oh. Thanks for thanks yeah, for yeah. Because because he was acting a fool yeah, here. Chris, was there you? I think Orrin knows this one. You ever the story about <laughs> Carl and I were at MGM? 
And I like to do, like, getaway craps like I did on Sunday at the, at the uh, Caesars. And so, uh, Carl, you were just like— What that entails, by the way, is Mike literally pushing it to the limits to get to the airport on time. <laughs> yes. Just so, so you, you know. It has been my experience when you're, you're time critical, good things seem to invariably happen. So Carl was with me, and you played for like twenty minutes. You're like, yeah. look, man, we got it. We got the plane takes off yeah. in like an hour and a half. We, we got we got to get to the airport. And you're yeah. like, I'm hot right now. <laughs> and then there's five very large dudes from L.A. that were at the other end of the table. He ain't going nowhere. <laughs> they held you prisoner because <laughs> you were hot. I was on this incredible heater, and I literally said to this guy, like, and they, they and they did everything. Casinos will do things. We mentioned this yesterday to try to cool off a hot table. Like they'll bring in new chips. Yep. You know they'll change. I mean they do these things to kind of just kind of slow the momentum. And uh, and I was able to ride all that out. And I, I looked at this guy, the guy next to me, his big was part of this like this crew. I said, man, I, I got a jet, man. I got to get through line. We'll get you a flight. I'm like, well, I'm okay, I'm standing right here. <laughs> So now I'm rolling. I'm up like five large, remember? And I'm like, but now I'm literally, the first time in my life, I'm really wanting to roll a seven. <laughs> you want to get out. I really do want to get the hell out of here. I want to get out. Because I might have been stuck there for like seven <laughs> hours. But anyway, but that's but these dudes were intense. This guy did apparently lose 50. Thanks for, I, I left out a vital part of the story. Yeah. One of the man wants to maybe choke out Kyle Shanahan. Speaking of getting to a plane, if you're trying to get somewhere, one thing you don't want to do is joke around about a bomb. Uh, this nitwit uh, from Reno, Nevada, Mac Bjorn, was on a flight from Fort Lauderdale to San Francisco. I'm guessing that's a Southwest flight. No, it's JetBlue. Check that. JetBlue. So he's coming down the uh, jetway, and uh, he just apparently celebrated his 27th birthday somewhere in South Florida, maybe on a cruise ship. And he goes, yeah, man, ha-ha, <laughs> to his buddy. Guess TSA missed the bomb in my bag. Ha-ha-ha-ha-ha. <laughs> Not funny. Yeah. Just as he's getting on to the jetway onto the plane, a flight attendant uh, heard that, and she goes, come on, Really? Not funny. And, and, and he goes, apparently doubled down. He goes, yeah, I guess they missed the bomb in my back. <laughs> well. <laughs> uh, we have someone said they had a bomb on the plane. Uh, before you know it, uh, Broward County's finest escorted Everybody's this there. moron off the plane. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he was escorted, placed under arrest. Here's where it gets worse. Now, authorities found no bomb on him. But a Broward County judge said, you know. Maybe we'll let you spend a night in county to think it over. Yeah. So he was charged with making a false Just for report. Just being a smart ass. False report of a bomb, arson, a weapon of mass destruction, a second degree felony. Wow. So now you're not getting back to Reno, and uh, now you had a lawyer up in South Florida. Enjoy. Yeah. Enjoy that orange jumpsuit and the free cheese sandwich. Well, Mike, you would think, guys, uh, where we are right now in society, like right. you should know you can't joke about that kind of stuff. Right. You, you just, just can't. can't do it, just man. Can't. can't do it. Go up the coast from Broward to uh, by West Palm and up to Hope Sound. Tiger Woods, 15-year-old son Charlie, is going to attempt to qualify for his first PGA Tour event. The uh, the kid, and by the way, he looks like a rock star. The he swing, does. it's he just, does. it's like, it's insane. 15-year-old uh, son of uh, Tiger will play in an 18-hole event at Lost Lake Golf Club in Hopestown, right by where his dad lives. Uh, and that's one of the pre-qualifying sites, PGA Tour, there's four of these. And uh, approximately 25 players uh, will then advance to a Monday qualifier, and then uh, each will earn spots in the event, which comes out next, not this weekend, but next weekend, okay. as they get into the Florida uh, swing of the PGA Tour. So how about that? So you may just have a chance to see Tiger Woods' son, which would obviously, I think, make more eyeballs tune into this PGA event. No, it'd be great. And, and by, by the way, what if he does? What if he does way better than anybody expects? Right. I mean, oh, it's a PGA National of West Palm. Yes. Yeah. I, I just think that uh, the potential's there. I think he's got the killer instinct. Right. Because he, you know, he, everything there, there are videos out there of all his motions, all his mannerisms, right. just like his dad, just like that. So I, I'm curious to see what Charlie does. But, Mike, these are big shoes to fill, man. It just is. Your dad's Tiger. 
right. and, and and now I'm going to play golf and I want to play professional golf. But I wish him nothing but the best, and I'm certainly going to be checking this but out. But after reading every book that you know, I've read the uh, the, the Armin Katane book is probably the definitive Tiger, you know, bio, un, you know, the unauthorized biography. But Tiger's own interviews and comments about how he would handle things differently with his son as opposed yeah. to how his father was with him. So maybe you know, they can find a way uh, the balance, the balance that wasn't there in Tiger's. That's uh, fair. Beginning. How about that? Yeah. So we'll see. Hey, uh, one programming note for you tonight. Uh, when you're not listening to, to uh, who's on the radio tonight, by the way, Chris. Our buddy Abe. Abe is on the air. I'm not I never tell you not to listen to Abe, but uh, Wes Drewham. It's always cool when Wes, for those who don't know or are new to Atlanta, was the voice of Georgia Tech football and basketball for so many years. Wes has got the call tonight, Georgia Tech versus Clemson on the ACC Network. Very nice. And it's going to be a good game. Should be right. a really good game. So There you go. Uh, and uh, listen, he does a great job of calling ACC games, college basketball, period. So Wes Drewham. We're listening. All right, man. Great stuff, Mike. Coming up. They're all saying he's going to be here. But are they right? We will discuss and let you hear what he had to say. Coming up on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. When they brought you in here and booked you, you was crying <laughs> like a Yeah. That's because it's one of the cops fell. He threw tear gas in my face. And that's the kind of shit they use on crowds, man. I still walk in here like a man, so get out of my face, all right? I mean, you, you beating up on a man? You putting a man in a hospital? How come I don't see no marks on you? Yeah. Because I'm a karate man, all right? Karate man bruised on the inside. They don't show their weaknesses. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 